Hi, good evening. Uh, it's nice to have a little Grateful Dead to, you know, intro to the show. It's uh, July 25th, 2019. We are the Long Run Podcast at 2452 Sutherland Avenue with the Dead the Engineer. I'm Patrick. I'm Ethan. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at deadhead.engineer865. Uh, we're hanging out at the Bliss Home Corner at Troopers Library, uh, episode 23. I can't believe it's episode 23 because I was talking to someone earlier today, um, and I was I and I've forgotten um, episode one. You know, it's probably lost in the ar- archives. Episode somewhere. one is lost in the archives. It, it is, but it's episode 23, and you know, uh, you know, our sponsor tonight, Physio Lab, the people over at um, uh, Physio Lab www. I always say too many W's. Uh, PhysioLabPT.com. Adam and Lauren Levko are here tonight, so we'll get to them in a couple of minutes. But um, you know, it's always good to have our our guests in you know in studio here uh, in Troopers Library. And so um, even we were we were here last week, uh, and and but I won't be here next week. Uh, That's gonna be weird. I don't. I don't I'm. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> and you know, uh, it, it it'll be an interesting thing because I'll have to call in live uh, from Oregon. From Oregon, yeah. And so you know, we were talking this morning. Like you know, you've given me pointers on you know where I need to t- Tillamook. Is it go Tillamook, to, go Tillamook, to, Tillamook Cheese Factory? Tillamook yeah, Cheese Factory. Sure. So I told Valerie get some, about get that. Get some cheese curds. So we need cheese curds. <laughs> Uh, episode 23, like we said, so we're going back to 1972, 725-1972, Paramount Theater in Portland, Oregon, which is where close enough to where I'm going next week. And so um, I usually say it's an exceptional show. Um, I don't know there's, that there's anything exceptional about it outside of the fact that we joked earlier that I should probably talk for about 16 and a half minutes because the 16 and a half minute playing in the band and the jam that followed um, is exceptional. And so if you, if, if you, it, you know, and I know you're not going to listen to it and that's fine. And Adam and Lauren probably won't listen to it. Definitely and, not. And definitely not. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the Grateful Dead just came off of Europe 72, which was an acclaimed tour. Um, um, and, um, but, uh, I don't know, it was, it, it, that, that jam, that playing in the band jam was, was really good. Um, and so I think if anybody can listen to it, and I like the Brent music in the background um, at the moment. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, it'll 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 come to my mind at some point. But my head isn't playing in the band. Um, and uh, there you go, Brent. Brent. So, and now now I've gone on for too long. But it's not sixteen and a half minutes. It's yet, not sixteen so. and a half minutes yet. <laughs> but you know, the the Brent song came came on the radio there or whatever tunes we're listening to, and so. Uh, Yesterday was um, Brent Midlands, who and we've talked about Brent, or at least I've talked about Brent. You don't do much talking during the Grateful Dead 
moment here. Um, <clears throat> yesterday was his last show that he ever played in 1990 uh, with the band. And so, but we're going back to 1972. So listen to the show in 1972 and um, listen to the playing in the band jam for uh, if you 16 have 16 and a half minutes, half minutes if you have, I mean that's like you know it's like a 5k for some people it's just a commute you know. to work it, exactly <laughs> exactly so uh, you know we are here episode 23 uh, dead in the engineer at um, Bliss Home Corner hanging out uh, with Adam and Lauren Levko it's good to have you guys here thank you for having us first and foremost what's on tap what's everybody drinking so I'm drinking a uh, beer called Tiny Bomb, American Pilsner. It's from Wiseacre Brewing Company in Memphis, Tennessee. Really? Uh, Adam, what are you drinking? Uh, let's see. Let me pull it up from the koozie here. Um, <laughs> from that physio lab koozie. Tiny Bomb, uh, American Pilsner um, from Wiseacre in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, I think that's a good beer. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Wow, it is good. Okay. Light and refreshing. Lauren, what are you drinking? You know what's crazy? I'm drinking something a little different. Mine is called Tiny Bomb. It's an American Pilsner from the Wise Acre Brewery Company in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm, I should try that one. <laughs> wow, you know, yeah. Funny that everybody's drinking the same thing. I'm drinking a Wise Acre from uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Tiny Bomb. It's American Pilsner. I don't know, you know, I feel like our buddy Jonesy kind of like... Was poking fun at me a couple of weeks ago because Valerie and I brought over Tiny Bomb over to the house and then he dropped off Tiny Bomb here at the store and I don't know if it was like a, a shot is it, is at it my, a shot at, at your stature I don't know I'm not sure but we're all drinking Tiny Bomb so maybe maybe we need a sponsor with uh, Wiseacre to you know maybe they'd be a sponsor for the show well, I don't know the state they'd be yeah. open I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, and definitely, obviously, we have a whole lot to talk about with, uh, with Adam and Lauren. Um, I have personal stuff to talk about, which is uh, miraculous. And I know we'll get into that in a little bit. I think starting block, um, let's talk about local stuff, man. Zach Long, Stumptown. Yeah, he ran a 342-1500 um, last weekend. Yeah. Which is uh, right about five or four-minute mile. Not five, yeah, four minute mile. Four minute mile. I guess, uh, I guess officially he was going for that uh, Olympic trials qualifier, right? Um, but I think it's still a PR for him, right? I think so. so. I mean, he beat some studs in, in the process. Yeah, I mean, he beat it's, like it's, Drew, uh, Drew Hunt or not Drew Hunter, uh, Grant, Grant Fisher, Fisher. Excuse me, Stanford. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's been a long season for those college guys. Yeah. To, to expect them to be running, you know, PRs, uh, fast times this time of season is just. Uh, I don't think that's really uh, reasonable, honestly. So I think the fact that he ran well out there is is good. I mean, I think, you know, obviously, you know, and we'll get to it here in a minute, you know, he expected probably to be, you know, competing at the U.S. Championships, which I've competed at a couple of times. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, not in the 1500, though. Not in the 1500. No, definitely not even <laughs> close to the 1500. Um, but, you know, the fact that, you know, obviously, you know, Zach's a, a, a you know, fantastic 5,000-meter runner. Um, but, you know, it, it, I, I guess he'll be out with us on the long run on, or some kind of run on Saturday because he's yeah. not, not going to be in Des Moines. Yeah, we're going um, out to Oak Ridge to run the, the guard check loop, and uh, should, I'll, I'll be figuring out 
if he's on our Blue Ridge Relay team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and, you'll have uh, to you'll ha- yeah you'll have to work that angle because, um, yeah, there's yeah there's a lot going on there. We need to make sure we have uh, twelve guys, you know, solidified for that. And so, um, good run for Zach. You know, I don't think there's you know there's obviously no- nothing negative to say about that. Uh, three forty two is three forty two. I couldn't run three forty two for twelve hundred meters. And so. Uh, the fact that he's running four flat after such a long season, right? You know, um, you know, cross country, uh, and he had a solid indoor season, and then you know, qualified for the NCAA championships outdoors. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, and we talk about it, you know, somewhat regularly. Like, you know, he's got a, you know, the upswing is big for Zach, and so we'll see what ha- what he what he decides to do over the next couple of weeks, and um, you know. A lot of other local stuff going on um, as far as uh, U.S. championships. Um, I don't know. Should we just, I guess, talk about U.S. championships sure, and then go? Sure. Yeah, yeah we got so, the, the USA, USA track champs yeah. are actually hap- starting tonight. We have the men's and the women's 10K. Yeah. Um, the women's 10K, I think, is actually going to start here in the next hour or so. Um, in the men's 10K, we have Aaron Templeton is running. Right, right um, on. Harden Valley kid. He was on, yep. our, he was on our show He was, yep. a few month, couple months Whatever ago. Whatever it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, he does not have the A stand or the Olympic standard, so chances of him actually qualifying for Worlds are slim to none. Um, there's only four guys in the race who actually have the standard. Is that all? The, and okay. It's twenty seven forty, I think. Okay. Which, yeah, <laughs> considering the weather in Des Moines right yeah. now, I don't think anyone's running that fast today. Probably so, not. So I mean, it's an experience. Yeah, for, yeah. It's good. To, it's good yeah. for him to be out there and, yeah. and running that kind of race. Cause I think there's only like fifteen or twenty guys in the race. Um, it looks so. super small. I mean, you told me. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> you told me about that um, <clears throat> the other day when we were talking about the 5K stuff. Like, there's only like 10 guys in the in the 5,000. It's like I can't believe those. Like, there's that few. You know, and I mean, and the women. The women aren't much different. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, I, I don't. I, I, you know, I reached out to Chelsea uh, Blaze. Two days ago, yesterday, whatever it was, to try to find out, like, you know, is she healthy? What's going on with her? Just to see, you know, if she was going to be at the U.S. Champs, and um, I didn't hear back from her representatives. And so, um, but, you know, I don't know. Chelsea's been banged up for a little bit, and, you know, obviously, you know, she's a UT, a UT grad, so try to keep in touch with her, you know, now and again. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting, you know, and I, I don't know with the with the the way that um, I guess like the qualifying standards are and the times and and different things like that, it it it's limiting. Don't, don't yeah, you but I don't limiting? think I don't think they've actually changed the trials qualifiers for. Uh, I think it's just been for some reason there just hasn't been a lot of Americans running fast this season and I think it might be you know people had late starts because worlds are so late and they just never got their fast times or I don't know but I, I when I was looking through the starting list I was I was surprised how small some of the lists were but we also got um and speaking of the men the women's 5k Lauren, oh yeah yeah Lauren, Lauren Paquette um, right on yeah she's in the 5k and she actually does have a standard she does so, yeah and she's going to be on the Pan Am team she's going to Pan Am's yep um but if if she qualifies if she's in the top three at the, at the 5K, she'll qualify for Worlds, too. Which, I mean, it looks like, you know, 
she's get, she's got just as good a shot as anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as long as you get that standard, if you're there with you know, one fifty to go. Yeah, and I know, think it seems like with the with the weather out in Des Moines this weekend, it's going to be warm. So probably none of the races are going to be super fast. Um, most of the races are probably going to come down to kickers. So yeah, I think right. everyone's got a shot. Yeah. So you know, it'll, it'll be interesting. Like speaking of standards, you know. Um, uh, recent news, brand new, you know, uh, stuff going on. Olympic trials marathon, which, you know, has implications, you know, for maybe you, you never know. Maybe. Um, Olympic trials, uh, marathon happening in, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, obviously Atlanta track clubs kind of hosting that thing. Um, what's the date of that thing? February 29th. That's right. You, I, I, I thought you knew that. It's leap day. Yeah. It's a, it's so, uh, big news. Let's talk about it a little bit about it. Yeah. So the uh, the trials marathon was granted the U, the IAAF gold standard, which means that automatically all top five finishers um, get the Olympic standard. Which means that that two eleven thirty or the the women's is uh, two twenty nine thirty. I think that sounds about right. Um, yeah. That you don't actually have to have that time standard to go to the trial to go to the Olympics, which people were really stressing out about because. The Atlanta course is going to be pretty hilly, and it's probably not going to be a super fast race, or they weren't expecting a lot of fast times, and and there was a lot of concern that you know the top three finishers might not have the standard, right? And then they were going to not know how to pick pick who goes to the Olympics. But now that uh, they went ahead and granted the gold stand gold standard to um, the trials, it means the top three are going to go. So that's good. It means I think it it helps with the viewership because, you know, they don't have to worry about trying to explain during the race. You know, these people have a standard. These people don't have a standard. This person, if he finishes wherever, he'll go. And if they finish, it's just top three. Top three at the race are going to go to the Olympics, which which I think is the way it needs to be done. Well, you know, I think it goes goes without saying. Obviously, if we have a contingency of not-soul folks, you know, going to Atlanta – There'll be a long run group headed oh, yeah. to Atlanta. Uh, Airbnb, you know, we'll pack the Airbnbs and I don't know, bring all the beers we can have and and um, you know, we'll figure it out. Do a podcast from you know from Atlanta somewhere. But you know, and it's something that we've talked about. Uh, you know, kind of you know, all kidding aside, but just shooting the shit. You know, a little bit on the runs, like. What so what what's your what what what's your uh, and I I don't know that we've ever really talked about it on a on the show but like give us your kind of uh, your thoughts on the Olympic Trials Marathon like you know I know you've talked about with us you know closely times and different things like that like did the gold status really matter do you think uh, I really think it does okay because. Um, Again, I don't think in the end it's going to be as slow as people are saying it or expecting it to be. I think the top three are probably going to be under 2.11.30 anyway. Yeah. But I think if they hadn't done that and um, they hadn't made it a gold race and it had been a slow race for whatever reason, 
it would have been hard. It's that's not the way you grow your uh, viewership base is to have all these complicated rules saying, well, this person should be going to the Olympics, but because they were top three, but they didn't have this time going into it, then they're not qualified. And this person who finished sixth place is going to the Olympics. Um, you want it to be pretty, you know, pretty clear cut when you're when you're showing the race. If you get top three, you go to the Olympics. Um, so. I, I do think it matters that that was that that they went ahead and did that because again I do think that in the end people are going to run fast. Well, people were going to run fast. Now that this is different, yeah, yeah, it might change the whole complexity of the race because now there's no reason for people to go for that standard. Yeah, but I think if that hadn't happened, they would still be three people. The top three would have been under two eleven thirty. Now who knows? But yeah. again, it doesn't really matter because. They're gonna. The top three are gonna make it. Now so. that it has that standard, yeah, and obviously, you know, there's other um, gold standard marathons, you know, like the world major right. marathons. But obviously, you know, uh, IAAF granting uh, the trials like that. I don't know medallion, if you will. You know, uh, you know, it, it presents a. I don't know. It presents a different. Uh, you know, a different thing. The most maybe. important thing, though, is yeah. that. Once I get that two nineteen flat, yeah. then well, I have that's, a chance. That's I like, got a chance. I got a chance for the Olympics. All I have, to, all I have to do is go top three. I don't have to run two eleven thirty anymore. I think you know, <laughs> with, with with the folks that are you know, we we've missed our boy Jonesy here in the last couple of days, uh, and I, and I know, I know you're getting fit because, and I'm getting healthier, and I'm still getting dropped every morning, even on easy runs, and so. Well, these last couple of days were cool. Uh, they were cool, yeah. So, <laughs> I, not that I'm I'm not longing for the you know the hot days, um, but I know I'm like, well, shoot, yeah. I know Ethan's getting, I know he's getting fit because the the days are cooling down and and I'm getting dropped and I'm starting to feel good. Um, so you know, but lots going on. I mean, you know. Um, yeah, UT stuff like Zach Long ran well. Uh, Olympic trials stuff, US champs. Uh, you know, you can probably watch it. It's probably in U, uh, NBC Sports or something. It'll like, be on NBC, NBC uh, Sports. Oh, I weekend. think all weekend it'll be up. Um, and obviously, there's lots of lots of other things going on. And so, it's taken long enough. Um, we need to get to our guests, um, Adam and Lauren Levko, uh, Physio Lab PT folks, personalized physical therapy and sports rehab. The goal for patients at Physiolab is to receive the utmost care possible. Their design is to spend all of their time with their patients and no one else. I can attest to this. Um, Physiolab is founded on principles that put their patient first, desiring to build relationships and add value to our city and community. Uh, their principles and values are what they believe set them apart in the patient care world and allows patients to live up to their true definition of quote personalized physical therapy and sports rehab so good job yeah well it was kind of a lot to read you know sorry we only had the braille option available <laughs> you know so yeah we'll welcome in adam and lauren like good to have you guys here uh that was that was a lot for me to read um so, I don't even know where to start because I'm I'm a I'm a proponent 
uh, or I'm, I'm a patient rather, you know, right now, currently of these folks. Well, I think, um, you know, to any of our, of our loyal listeners, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, we've <laughs> all of them, we've, we've had a couple of PTs. We yeah. talked to them about different things. So, you know, Nikon, what, what sets your place apart from some of the other physical therapy clinics in town? Yeah, I think, I think the, just the model of what we do and, and how we, how we started things a little differently than most places is, is what sets us apart. We don't claim to be the best PTs or anything like that or um, the most experienced or whatever, but um, seeing people with one-on-one care for people that do have a lot of experience treating the athletic population um, is very different than what you can see in insurance-based um, practices. So we are all cash pay or self-pay, which you know kind of throws people off at first, but it actually turns out to be in most cases, much less expensive than going through your, your insurance. Um, and the fact that you're getting one-on-one care with someone that's experienced in treating athletes um, for the entire session, every session from start to finish, uh, means we're seeing people for way fewer visits than, than normal insurance-based physical therapy practices. So um, we, we saw a need in the community, because uh, this isn't really being done much out there yet, um, and we, we thought we could help and we're helping the patient more and, and we're happier and, and enjoying it more. And uh, the insurance companies are the only ones that are kind of losing out and we're okay with that. that as of right now. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so far it's been really, really great. And the community, uh, both at our, our South Knox location where we started has been amazing and out in West Knox where we're getting going um, is really awesome. And uh, we're very thankful for all the people that uh, have really believed in us and kind of have bought into that model and have seen already um, how different it is and how that difference is very helpful for the for the patient first you know uh, speaking of both locations I know there was something y'all posted something on Instagram earlier about um, offering some opportunity in uh, is it okay to announce that I saw it on Instagram. If it's on Instagram. If it's on Instagram. It's on Instagram. So let's talk about it. You yeah. know, so you're offering services in Yes, in West Knoxville. Yeah. Absolutely. So we um within the past two months have opened up a location inside Reach Functional Fitness, right. which okay. is, uh, yeah, Thank off you. of Perimeter Thank Park. Thank you for speaking up. <laughs> yes, appreciate that, Laura. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're very lucky to be able to be there. It's a great gym, but it's a great space for us to take our high-functioning patients, patients that want to return to People activity. like me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Running, marathons, um, CrossFit. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Things like that, you know, we have the space and we have the tools to do that with them there. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing uh, that we have the opportunity to do that. So, yeah. I think, you know, for, for, you know, for a little while, it'd be, it'd be good to talk to you, Lauren, because, you know, you're someone like us. You ran cross country. Unfortunately, it was at the University of Memphis. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know. I did not expect that. <laughs> and, and, and well, no, and, and, and I give you a hard time just because we have a good friend down in Memphis. And so, uh, and, and I, I also like the Bob Dylan song, Stuck Inside of Memphis with the Mobile Blues again. And so, yes, yes. Um, uh, but you know, you come from a running background, you played mm-hmm. soccer. Yeah. And so you treat, uh, and, and you and Adam both treat people uh, in, you know, athletes individuals um like 
you know, we'll get back to the business model and, and how things work. But like some of the things that, you know, and, I, and I've been on the table now the last, whatever, two or three times with Adam. And like, you know, some of the things that you see with athletes, like what, what are some things that we can do, um, not in an effort to not see you guys because it's fun to see you. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, some, most of the time. Um, but like uh, your business model is to get people in, treat them, and send them off and, and, and be on their way. Right. Um, what things can athletes do to not have to see you though? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if so that makes sense. I, yeah, it does. Um, so I think the biggest thing we see with athletes versus let's say the general population that they wait so long you know we think things are going to get better and we keep going and we keep going because we're athletes and we're strong and we're healthy and it's going to improve um and i'm not pinpointing this to you nope. Patrick, oh, at all. Gallery, no. <laughs> nobody not, nobody not, on this couch fits yeah, that just. not no nobody here nobody here um but i mean obviously we've all been there not and i'd be lying if we said we've never been there right, right. but you know, we focus on training and meeting that next goal in whatever capacity that is. And I think sometimes we will do that at the extent to overlook our injury or just at that point, maybe just an impairment. So I think just focusing on how we feel and taking care of it at that moment. And that might be just focusing on stretching mobility independently, but it also might mean coming in for, hey guys, look, I'm starting to feel this nagging thing that bothers me. Let's take care of it before it gets bad. Right. So I think, you know, taking taking ownership of it on the beginning on your own and if that doesn't take care of it coming in before it becomes something serious yeah. and long lasting I mean Adam you've worked with like a range of athletes both of you have you know between NFL players like you know we talked about it the other day like MLB players like um, you know collegiate athletes high school athletes like are you seeing the same things yeah I mean I, I think one of the things people think about when you talk about high school, college, professional athletes is, is people think, oh man, you know, tons of ACLs and big time blowouts and contact injuries and surgeries. And, um, you know, the, the most common type of injury we see with an, an athlete, especially the adult athlete, um, is an overuse injury. Yeah. And that's not to blame or shame anyone. It's just those things happen when we try to get, you know, more into our, our sport or our activity. And, um, you know, going off of what Lauren said, that's that's one thing with our business model that allows us to help people sooner. You know, instead of 12 visits down the road because you let it go on for a year or two, um, you know, you have aches or pains for a couple of weeks, you come in once or twice and, and we got you hopefully, you know, feeling pretty good. But not only that, with a plan of how to keep it feeling good, how to help yourself when it starts to you know, get sore tight again. And so uh, that's what we're hoping to be with our community is um, people that seek us out early so they don't have to come often, um, that type of deal. Yeah, and so I guess that kind of segues into my personal experience. <laughs> um, I, I Obviously, you know, our community is, you know, what kind of wide-ranging. Um, I'm a... I'm a I, I feel like I'm in a, you know, one of those, I, I'm a, I don't know, I'm speaking up like, you know, I'm a, I'm a patient uh, of physio lab and so, and I'm getting healthy. Maybe uh, proud of that. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm very proud of that, yes. And so, uh, 
I've, I've only seen you twice. I've been on, on the table twice, and I've sweat and probably left puddles of heaven's knows what. Probably a tiny bomb. That's just him. And, That's just him. So, Don't worry. Yeah. Not everybody. And so, um, but it's been excellent because literally a week ago, uh, you know, I told you like I could hardly move. I was like picking my legs up out of the bed, uh, and now I'm functioning fairly normal. Like I'm running, you know, I'm, I'm I'm almost able to keep up with Ethan, and uh, and I don't know. We're gonna attempt a tempo run tomorrow. I don't know how it's gonna go, but we'll you might see. need to see him again on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> like you, get, you have like Sunday morning hours, and so <laughs> you I know. Um, but yeah, I'll see you know I'll see before I go to Portland next week. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 to from my perspective, I think you know being able to. Uh, sit down with you or with and, and I haven't like sat down with Lauren like in that setting yet and like that um, you know just because she's been dealing with someone else and, and that's the thing like you walk in to the to the lab and it's like she's with someone and and I walked in early you know yesterday and you know I wasn't sitting there for 30 minutes waiting to see you I walked in and and you're like, let's do it, you know. And so we went at it, and it was, you know, whatever, 65, 70 minutes of time you, that you spent with me um, trying to figure out this problem that I've dealt with for 12 months. Like, a long time. And that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know we joked about it, like, I, I'm not calling you a miracle worker yet. Please don't. But but you're getting you're getting damn close though, because you know it's like uh, you know I mean Lauren's doing her thing. She's dry needling someone and she's you know poking around on that different things. Yeah. And that poor sucker is doing dealing with stuff. And I'm thinking like, and I'm crying. I'm I'm crying on the table. And you're like, breathe, dude, breathe. And I'm like. Man, I'm hurting. Like, I am struggling. Like, really struggling. Like, you know, if, if I had struggled this mo- like that morning on the run, and I did, like, I think we did hills that day. And I was like, and, and we did. Like, we did. It was you, me, and Brad, like, did hills that day. Uh, and then I had to go see this, you know, this guy. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to say anything negative about him. <laughs> but I had to go see this guy. And it's like, you know, I look like I get kicked kicked by by a goat. You know, it's and it's terrible. Like I look terrible, but I feel great. And so, Where to sell and, it? <laughs> but so I, you know, I thank you for that. You know, I thank yeah. like you know, I'm not I'm not in a beauty contest anytime yeah. soon. I don't have to impress anybody. Um, but I you know I feel great. So vacation's coming up though. Yeah. You well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you know, I think you know. I mean, we've all been injured. Like, Ethan's been injured. Like, you know, we've all had different things we've had to go through. And sure. it doesn't matter whether it's like, you know, runners runners find themselves in a lot of overuse injuries. Sure. Um, I mean, hell Well, and I think, I think what you said, it's, it's important, you know, to come in early. But, you know, I was, <clears throat> I was running with somebody a, a couple months ago and um, – said something about how something was hurting and it's it's like you know when you're when you're running a lot something is always hurting mm-hmm. right there's right, always right. something it's my knee it's bothering me or it's my 
planner or it's you know some something's hurting but when it becomes something that's bothering you day after day for a week or two that's probably when it's time to you know things yeah. some things work themselves out you don't want to like you don't want to take a day off every time something hurts because then exactly. you'll never you'll never get right. in shape right, right. Um, and it's, so it's important you know to 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 keep the balance um, between running hard enough and enough to actually get trained versus yes. um, not realizing when something needs and I, I beat myself up for after I ran uh, 219 at CIM I was so worried about getting back getting that, those 34 seconds that I needed um, that when that when things started to bother me I was just like they'll work themselves out they'll work themselves out and I just right. kept pushing 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 right. and it lasted a couple months I was I, I, I didn't go too far off the deep end and I realized after uh, it's Strawberry Plains Half Marathon is when mm-hmm. I realized about halfway through it, I was my my foot was dragging, oh, and yeah. one side was just not doing anything, and I right. was like, okay, something's wrong. I need to stop. I need to figure out what's wrong. Um, but you know, I think I probably could have pulled the plug a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's something you need to kind of work out with yourself. Right. But I you think, know your limits. But so. I think um, it's important to think about you know if, if it's hurting every day or it's hurting a lot for for a week maybe two weeks that's when it's time to start looking for some some real help i think yeah absolutely and i think everyone like you said especially being experienced athletes in whatever capacity let's say runners you kind of know your limit and when things do tend to work themselves out and when they don't and i think a big thing that we want to be is um a tool to use without taking you out of the game so most of our patients that are whether it's runners or weightlifters or whatever, our goal is to get them at a point where we can keep them in their activity, whatever that is, as much as possible while still helping them to get better. So it's not an all or nothing. It's not a, we got to stop for a few weeks so we can fix you. It's a, Hey, continue at maybe a lesser dosage or, you know, fewer frequency, whatever that is. Um, but allow us to intervene and give you the things that are going to help you keep on track. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm an advocate. So, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I need to stand up and like, you know, show my show my uh, card that like, you know, I'm a I'm a physio lab patient, you know, we'll set up the revival. Tent. Set up, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, the which we always wrap this thing up, you know, with the bliss home corner here at Troopers Library. Um, and uh, when we had talked earlier in the week, we had talked about books and, and Adam was asking like, is this like a reading assignment? I'm like, well, no, because half the time I don't read the assignment. Half the time. More, more than half. More than half. Okay. Well, okay. So you're calling me out. Uh, you know, it takes uh, like all the nice we, things. we know the author, or at least I know the author. I've never heard of this book, dude. I had never heard of it before either. It was, uh, it's called, uh, Hills, Hogs, and Ho Chi Minh by Don Cardong. Um, it was actually donated to the library by Michael Delisle. Who's, oh, really? Who's, oh, our, who's okay. our musical guest. Sometimes, sometimes. Get musical guest, yeah. Um, and if you've ever watched the movie Without Limits, the movie about Prefontaine, uh, you'll probably, you'll recognize Don Cardong as the uh, punk from Stanford yeah. who's always trying to beat Pre and never never could quite do it. Um, but the book is is actually... 
for for being written by a Stanford grad is actually <laughs> is actually written very well. Uh, I was I was speaking in, of Stanford, we'll get there in a minute. I was, I was impressed. Okay. So so yeah. apparently he used to write back when Runner's World was like useful. Yeah, and had had actual good articles. Well, let's not let's not rag on anybody right now. Okay. Well, yeah. well okay. you know, Runner's, go, go Runner's World has taken some some interesting decisions recently but he used to write, write for runner's world running times i think some sports illustrated stuff about running um and so this book right. is basically kind of he's like, a race director too uh he actually started the bloomsday he run started bloomsday in, which is one yep. of the oldest races in, in spokane washington it's a 12 um, kilo, 12 12k kilometer, i think yeah yeah and so this is basically just a, a compilation of of little articles that he wrote throughout the years and he oh. talks about all kinds of different uh experiences that he's had doing the rim to rim to rim and um uh the prefontaine memorial run the oh you're telling me about that this the morning. uh yeah. the the ho chi minh the inaugural ho chi minh uh marathon of vietnam okay um the pike's peak ascent i mean he's done oh, he all, did that he's done too? all really? kinds of crazy stuff and not to mention the fact that he got fourth place in yeah. the 1976 Olympics in a marathon. When you told me that this morning, I thought, uh, I forgot about that, yeah, but so, that reminded me. So he, he was third place at the Olympic trials in 76, and somehow ended up fourth in the Olympics. Um, so he was definitely a, a fantastic <clears throat> runner. Um, Speaks to a different time, though. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like you were saying this morning, different time in... in you know, in 1976 versus 2019, uh, American distance running. I mean, we're, we're at, you know, we're having a great time here, obviously, mm-hmm. American distance running. But in 1976, to get third at the Olympic trials and then get fourth. Yeah. Of course, he didn't get he he didn't get beat by Americans. Well, one no, Frank Shorter. Well, he got beat by Frank Shorter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, but yeah. So it's I was I was really I'm really impressed with the book. Uh, it's. He's got a, another book that I don't have that I'm going to have to buy, I guess. Well, who can we find? We need to find someone. That <laughs> i got to call Michael Delisle and see if yeah. he's got a copy of it. Yeah. You know, it, uh, it, it's, it's, it's actually, I actually found myself laughing a couple times at, at some, really? of, some of his little anecdotes. And it's, it's again, really well written. So I highly recommend it. You know, and I'll, and I'll definitely have to check it out. You know, hopefully I get a discount, you know, when I check it out. And Adam's like shaking his head like, you're not going to check it out. <laughs> Like, I got enough stretches to do and all these other things that, you know, I have to spend only nine minutes a day doing the things that you have me doing. And I'm doing them, man. And so, um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Stanford, though. Uh, I guess... Are we going to go out on this? Are we going there? Sure. <laughs> all right. And so, you know, the, the Stanford connection, I think, um, you know, presents a unique opportunity to wrap the show up uh you know a couple many years ago i was uh, an advocate to uh have someone not be a coach here at the university of tennessee and and that coach is now the director of operations at the at yeah stanford. apparently uh jj clark is now yeah. is now the head of the Stanford. You said his name. I just I I, I, I got. I mean, skirting around yeah, it, but I mean, it's it's out there. Yeah, it's he's, out there, and he's, so he's been successful with women's middle distance runners, and uh, he was out at UConn since he left Tennessee. So yep. it'll be interesting to see how he does it out at Stanford. It it will be interesting. You know, I think you know we both know uh, you know the the propensity that. Stanford is all, 
you know, cross country distance, distance running, running yeah. five thousand, ten thousand right. meters, and and JJ's you know prowess is not that. Uh, obviously, you know, closer to home, there was a talk that someone else might be the uh, director out there. That didn't happen, and so JJ got the got the nod, and so um, you know. Uh, you know, we'll see. good for him. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what yeah. happens. I'm, I'll be watching. Congratulations, yeah, we'll, we'll, JJ, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Congratulations if you're listening. Uh, you know, thank you to Adam and Lauren. Uh, we'll wrap it. I guess we're wrapping it up with with, with that. You know, uh, but thanks guys for you know coming on. Uh, we definitely need to have you on here soon, sooner rather than later. I'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Thank you for having um, us so much. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fun. I'll see how I f- I'll let you know how I feel on uh, I guess Saturday or not. I'll let you know. Yeah. Um next week I'm out of town. But you're here. I'll hold uh, down the fort. I got it. I you know, I can't even remember who our guest is next week. But uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, right. No, dude, you weren't supposed to say that. Like, <laughs> All right. Uh but um yeah. I'll call in next week, which will be fun for me because it'll be my first call in. And, um, and so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. So, That's it. All yeah. right. We'll see you next week.